Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. U.S. stock futures are trading higher as investors look to start off the week on a positive note. Shares in Japan are up as well. The Nikkei is 0.8%. Seoul is in negative territory, though. Markets in Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, China and Taiwan are closed for the Easter weekend and the traditional Chinese tomb sweeping festival, Qingming. So what is on investors' radars this week? Joining me now to help answer the question and to break down all the market action is Ryan Huang, back after the long weekend. How are you doing? Happy Monday. And I think a lot of office workers are back to work where they used to be um, not working from home as much these days. Yeah, I could feel it on the roads uh, driving into work today. Definitely more of a crowd. Now, the markets are abuzz over the latest job numbers. The March numbers blew past expectations. The report was released on Friday and uncharacteristically, markets didn't have a chance to react to the numbers right away. Friday was a public holiday in the US as it was here. Good Friday. So, Ryan, just how good was this report? Yes, it was a blowout set of data and we are talking about 916 jobs created for the month of March and that is the highest in seven months and that blew away expectations of 675,000. So all in, it is rather good and encouraging sign that you've got that data pointing to the US economy bouncing back. But also, I think it's worth noting mm-hmm. it was a rather mixed week of data because the previous day you had initial jobless claims coming in higher than expected. So there's a contrasting picture there. So maybe we aren't all, all systems green yet. So you do have a mixed picture when it comes to where the jobs market is hitting. The S&P 500 closed above 4,000 for the first time on Thursday. So what do you think these job numbers mean for U.S. markets when they reopen from the Easter break this evening? Do you expect them to push higher? Yeah, so if you look at the reaction on Thursday first to the initial jobless claims, which were wasn't expected, you saw a bit of disappointment in how the bond yields reacted. And we saw bond yields actually going down. And then conversely, when you had the better than expected monthly jobs data, you had the bond yields going back up. So right now, it's trading at around 1.72%. And looking at the early futures where they are looking at for S&P 500, that is indicating some optimism tonight when the markets are opening, where you have a 0.5% gain for the S&P 500. Uh, So that is encouraging. And if you look at how the Asian markets have been responding, at least the Japanese markets have been opening higher. Seoul was higher at first. It seems that it has given back some of those early gains. But all in, optimism for the opening numbers for tonight for Wall Street expected. Now, the S&P 500 is currently trading more than 21 times forward earnings. To put that in perspective, it's about 35% higher than the average price earnings ratio over the past decade. So are U.S. stocks getting too expensive? Uh, That's a very good point, right? So besides the jobs data, you also have momentum coming through. And that is with the new record, at least in a milestone being reached. The first time above 4,000 points. And this is a... Well, it's a nice big round number. And to put things into context, it's driven higher by not just tech, but also the rise in many other sectors. Those pandemic losers, so to speak, 
those recovery stocks have also been coming back. And so it's in a way a rather broad-based recovery. Mm. And how much of a recovery? We are talking about the stock market is being up nearly 80% from those March lows a year ago. So this is really a strong rise. And the big question is, how sustainable is this? And the the um, focus now will turn to the upcoming earnings season where we will have the expectations being met or not. But so far, indications are that the optimism is rising. If you look at where the um, number is for earnings, uh, right now, you have earnings expected to grow by 24% in the first quarter. That is revised upwards from 16% just a few months ago, three months ago. So you are looking at rising optimism. And mm-hmm. I think that is because you are looking at vaccine deployments really changing the picture in terms of the supply or rather the supply chain equation. You've got people demanding more goods and that's been reflected by the commodities prices. So you are looking at a couple of indicators pointing to a strong earnings season coming up. Well, speaking of vaccines, let's turn to the pandemic. There are concerns about a new wave of infections as well as the impact of new COVID variants. More than half a million COVID-19 cases were reported worldwide on Saturday. Among the latest high-profile individuals to contract the disease is the president of Argentina. At the same time, of course, vaccinations we know are rolling out. So I want to look at a couple of corporate news items related to this. Let's start with Johnson & Johnson, which I understand has been tasked with taking over a troubled vaccine factory in the US. So what is the latest here? Yeah, so this was news over the weekend. Johnson & Johnson being put in charge of this manufacturing plant in Baltimore. So this was a big screw up, big time. It ruined 15 million doses of vaccine because it was supposed to be making two vaccines. One for Johnson & Johnson, that's the single-dose one, and then you have the AstraZeneca one as well, and they mixed up the ingredients. So what happened was 15 million doses ruined because of that Mm mix-up. So the US government is, of course, not happy, and it has put Johnson 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 in charge of uh, this factory to run. And on top of that, it will only make Johnson & Johnson vaccines. So no longer AstraZeneca vaccines, so there won't be that risk of a mix-up again. So this is the latest development. A bit of a hiccup in that vaccine um, vaccination target that Joe Biden has. Johnson & Johnson shares lagging behind the rest of the market. They're up about 3.5% since the beginning of the year. Next up, let's check in on AstraZeneca. There have been seven reports now of people in the UK who have died from blood clots after receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine. British authorities say the number is relatively small, though compared with the number of people who have been vaccinated. You hear this all the time. You bring up the AstraZeneca vaccine, you know. So what's the latest on this front? What does it mean for AstraZeneca. Yeah, not great PR for AstraZeneca. Mm. So we've got the latest seven who have died and this are 30 reports submitted. So seven. But I guess you put things into context, there have been 18.1 million doses. But still, it is a worrying sign for those who have been hesitant for um, to take the vaccine. Uh, what's happened here is a rare clotting condition. It's called cerebrovenous sinus thrombosis. So this is, of course, going to put a bit more of a hiccup in terms of the AstraZeneca recovery. Uh, Right now, it's already being paused in many parts of Europe. Um, The UK is still pushing for it. Mm -hmm. 
but it doesn't look like um, it's going to be winning this PR nightmare soon. AstraZeneca shares trading down about 1% since the start of the year. Now, aside from the US jobs report and COVID news, what else is likely to move markets this week? Okay, a couple of things we are watching out for this week. It is going to be rather quiet, mm. um, even though and that's because of Easter Monday and Qingming Festival. So thinner than usual volume, but ahead to this week, you do have a couple of data points to watch out for. And one thing you could be interested in is the ISM service sector survey for the US. And this is being released tonight. And this is interesting because you might remember the ISM manufacturing survey. That was the highest levels in nearly 40 plus years. So that is going to be watched for any indication of a encouraging US economic picture. Mm -hmm. Also, minutes from the FOMC will be released on Wednesday afternoon. And with the recent prices being increased or rather price increases for commodities, inflation picking up, at least expectations, uh, that will be watched for further commentary on where we might be reading the US economy trajectory in the coming months. And also, you do have earnings season being ramped up next week. So that will be one to watch out for. Um, also, a couple of speakers from the Federal Reserve. You've got Fetcher Jerome Powell. She, he will be speaking at an IMF panel coming this Thursday. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen also speaking at a webinar tonight about the economic recovery. And that is pretty much the top two Fed speakers, uh, whether the Fed speak to watch out for in this week. Monday and Thursday. All right, we'll be keeping an eye out for that. Now, time for corporate news. And for this, it's time for a game of up or down. I name an asset or an item in the news. Ryan tells us whether in his books he thinks it's moving up or down. Are you Let's ready, go, Ryan? Michelle. All right, here he is. Facebook. <laughs> All right, Facebook is an up for me. Or rather, is it down for me? Because <laughs> you have huh? the number of breaches going up. Yeah. And this is with the latest news. Details of more than 500 million Facebook users having, well, being found online. And this is apparently data that is a few years old, mm -hmm. but it is still worrying. There's half a billion number of users, their data found online. And it really makes you think twice. Yeah, information. What am I that resurface included names, right? Addresses, bios, everything that people submit to Facebook surfacing uh, after they were put in, I think, 2019, but then reposted by somebody on a Saturday. Next up, Tesla. Well, Tesla is an up for me, and that is because its deliveries in the first quarter blew away expectations. 184,800 cars worldwide. That beat expectations of around 170,000. So it looks like the bet on China as well as Europe is starting to pay off for Tesla. Yeah, I'd say up as well. A strong demand for cars over in China helped Tesla beat expectations for those first quarter sales. It delivered nearly 185,000 cars in the first three months of this year. Next, Taibev. Taibev. And this is a favorite stock for many local stockholders. And this is with the around the news of its potential listing of Beer Co., its brewery business. Mm -hmm. So it's one step closer to it because it has received an eligibility, eligibility to list letter from the SGX. 
But this is just one of the many approval stages it needs. So it's made that, made that very clear. It's still waiting for other approvals. And also, it's going to be subject to prevailing market conditions. So it's not guaranteed per se that it's going to be listed, but at least it's one step clearer and closer to getting that listed. Yeah, I'd say up as well on the back of that go-ahead from SGX to potentially spin off Brewery Beer Co. Singapore Airlines. Singapore Airlines is a down for me, and this is because Hong Kong has banned its flights to Hong Kong mm. for the next two weeks because of COVID-19 related reasons. Apparently, there was a breach in protocol and it detected a few cases on a recent flight there. So I'd say down as well for Singapore Airlines on the back of that news. Imagine that, huh? barring SQ flights from Singapore for two weeks because of that passenger taste tested positive for COVID-19. Next, UIC Singapore Land. Okay, UIC is one of those old companies that has been around for quite a while and it has finally decided to rebrand itself. And this comes with a name change from UIC mm. to Singapore Land Group. And it says this is more than a cosmetic change. Along with that comes with a an approach to rejuvenate and gentrify its age office portfolio and also wants to kick off a, a blueprint for around ESG, environmental, social and governance. So it's going to be laying out a couple of bold plans to revive its mojo, so to speak. Revamping its business, yeah, and plans uh, for that name change to Singapore land. Let's check in on markets now. The SDI topping the Asian charts, up nearly 12% since the start of the year, but it still hasn't quite regained its pre-pandemic level. So the SDI finished 3181 on Thursday. How's it doing this morning? Yeah, it is actually doing quite well. It's up 0.8% right now and above 3,200. So it's at 3,209 points and it is actually... A one-year high, and you've got, looking at the STI, a couple of um, obvious winners right now. You've got the banks in the green, and if you look at how the STI as a whole is moving, only three are in the red, and the ones in the red are Capital DC Reed, Sets, and Judging Strategic. On the flip side, right at the top is Taibev. Taibev is up 3.3%, and this is around the news of its go-ahead, so to speak, with this eligibility to list letter from the SGX, uh, followed by Sencorp Industries is up 2.1% and Capital Corp is up by 1.7%. He's Ryan Huang, I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.